Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So why is it that the only person it feels in the entire world who has a positive perception of the Bears is Bill Belichick, a.k.a. the greatest coach ever? Now, he was talking about the Bears this week, as you see right there. Oh, such praise for Justin Fields, a major threat every time he touches the ball. And if he went out there, if you saw anything on Twitter, his comments about the Bears could not fill a single screenshot on these reporters' phones. He went on and on. Bill Belichick, sometimes a man of few words, on to Cincinnati and things like that, could not say enough great things about the Bears. I know a lot of it's gamesmanship, but I think it shows the respect that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus carry throughout the NFL. So while I could sit here and listen to Joe from Sandwich, I'm going to take the word of Bill Belichick. And with that, Sammy, let's go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back, Justin Fields making magic happen, there goes Fields, touchdown! The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports entertainment like no other, it's gonna be sick. Welcome, everybody, to the Sick Podcast. We have got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to have Caleb Burton of the NFL Network joining us. We're going to have our friend Ricky Gold from Juice Reels, who will be here. And, of course, no edition of the Sick Podcast is not fully complete until we take a trip to Fantasy Isle. And joining us is going to be Jennifer Piacente. I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly, but that's part of my brand now. When was the last time I, I nailed somebody's last name? Never. I just never do it. But listen, I'm excited for this week. Bears, Patriots. Now, obviously, uh, to people like my dad, you're like, they think of the Patriots as the team that they destroyed in Super Bowl 20. Uh, since that time, things have been a little different. I think the two organizations have gone in, in separate directions, but it is nice to go out there and have these teams battle once again. And there's also a little bit of a history link as well. Now, Bill Belichick needs only one win to pass George Hallis for the second most wins by a head coach in NFL history, which includes the playoffs. Of course, the NFL leader is Don Shula with his 347 wins. Papa Bear Hallis was the head coach of the Bears franchise for four separate stints from 1920 to 1967. And of course, that first year, they were the Decatur Staley's. 
But that was this Chicago Bears franchise. Papa Bear holds the NFL record for most wins with one franchise only. Because, of course, Bill Belichick at one point was the was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, which I'm sure for some of you Gen Z kids, you're like, what? Oh, yeah, he coached the Browns. He was actually very good with the Browns. The Browns messed that up, believe it or not. Also, Don Shula was the coach of the Baltimore Colts. That, that rank did not mess up. There was a team called the Baltimore Colts at one point. They moved to Indianapolis. Don Shula was a coach. By the way, Don Shula was the head coach of the Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl three. Now, I know you don't know who Joe Namath is. The famous guarantee, that was the Baltimore Colts led by Don Shula. Uh, George Hallis never lost a Super Bowl. I just thought I'd throw that out. He'd never coached one. But listen, he never lost one. And uh, we're looking for the positives right now, like Bill Belichick. We're constantly looking, searching for positives. But listen, I think right now uh, it is time for one of my favorite segments. It is time for Ranks Rivals. Oh, and joining us today, it's not really a rival of mine because she is one of the fastest rising stars at the NFL Network. Last year, you saw us yucking it up during Super Bowl week. We went to Universal Studios where we were chased by a dinosaur. We were on the pier at Santa Monica having a good time, whipping those Bengals fans up into a frenzy. And now you can see her Monday through Sunday. She's on every day for the NFL Network. She does great stuff going out to Rams camp. She's had a lot of Rams games so far stadium, but she goes around the league. She is she is very knowledgeable, and she has a deep history with the New England Patriots. And by the way, uh, on top of all this, an excellent basketball player. But she's also my friend, which is the most important thing. Please welcome to the show, Kayla Burton. Hey, hey, hey. I like the last part, the friend of the show, that and friend of yours. That's the, the great part of that intro. Like, there's nice. a lot of... I'm so happy to be on, Adam. This is awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Well, no, I appreciate it. Anytime. It's always a pleasure uh, whenever we're able to be on the air together. So I'm glad we had you on. Now, you go back with the New England Patriots. Your father, longtime legend in the New England area with the New England Patriots. It was your uncle. Like, your uncle played for them. Like, you have a deep connection with the Patriots, right? We're blessed to have a deep connection. My my dad, we just we're Boston folks, I guess. They're born and yeah. raised and and never left until they shipped me out here to LA. Um, but my yeah, my dad works in broadcasting out there. My grandfather, Ron Burton, uh played for the Patriots a long, long time ago when Billy Sullivan was running the show. Ooh. And uh yeah, he was the first Boston drafted. Uh, player, so that was really cool. So the, the we have a very close relationship with the Patriots, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm out here in LA. I'm covering some of these, you know, LA teams, the Rams, etc. And uh, I got to be honest, I'm still, you know, my eyes on the Patriots. I'm still, I'm, I feel like Adam, I am that awkward, like distant cousin that joins oh. them that joins the media rooms because I still get sent. I worked for the, I worked and covered the Patriots a couple years ago. And yeah. I still join the media press conferences because I'm like, Ooh. I feel like I'm the like the one I'm just let go. I'm cast it away. And, and I'm like, no, I'm still here. I still here. I care. So uh, I still have a tie. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, yeah, that never goes away. And I think that's one of the nice things about the way the modern media works, that people can have like they can share the, the, the connections that they have. Like it's it's weird to pretend like I didn't 
love the Bears or that you didn't grow up with the New England Patriots or something like that. So it's good to at least put it out there. I think we do a great job, or you do a great job, I probably not so much, of still being very open, very honest. You're reporting, you're doing a great job. But of course, you do have the eye on the New England Patriots. And by the way, they're three and three right now. They're a half game behind the Colts for the number seven seed in the AFC. Uh, how are the Colts the seven seed? Which makes that team has played terrible. Um, and then, but they're they're last in the AFC East. Miami has got the tiebreaker allegedly three and three because of the head to head. But the Patriots have not finished last in the AFC East since 2000 uh, when they were five and eleven in Bill Belichick's first season. Which, by the way, everybody, if we win five games, don't think I'm not bringing that up. <laughs> but now they're they're out there, they're out there playing and they're winning games with Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, not to be confused with Billy Zapka or anything like that. How does the Patriots team? How do they do it? How do they win every year? How do they win every year is because of the coach who they have and Bill Belichick. How are they doing it right now with a, basically a third string quarterback and Bailey Zappi? It's mind boggling. But the best part about this, I, I was watching the Packers game and I was out at a restaurant uh, mm -hmm. watching. I couldn't believe what was happening in front of my eyes. And this woman goes as, you know, they were inching closer. And then all of a sudden we realizing this is going to be an overtime game. Bailey Zappi against Aaron Rodgers after Hoyer went down immediately. And, mm -hmm. and this, a woman looks and goes, what's his name? <laughs> I started <laughs> dying laughing because I go, miss, you're not wrong for asking. I don't think anyone really was paying attention to Bailey Zappi uh, at all, especially let alone taking Aaron Rodgers into OT. And yeah. then you win back-to-back -back games. But I mean, it's not just a back-to-back -back win. He shut out the Lions. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Who is this guy? Uh, but, you know, I think this is really showing the coach Bill Belichick is. We know that he's this outstanding, one of the greatest coaches in the league right now, if not the greatest. But I think the biggest question was always, who is Bill Belichick without Tom Brady? And honestly, it proved itself a little bit. I think that was the – it was like the – two ex-girlfriends or two, but like I, I'm torn of which way to go here when Tom Brady went to the Bucks and it was uh, Belichick and, and seeing Brady win in his first year with the Bucks leaving the Patriots. Like that was hard for Boston. That was yeah. brutal. Uh, and now you get to see Belichick coach and, you know, he's got, they're building weapons around him. Uh, and I think if to answer your question, Adam, for, the Patriots right now to, to go on basically this almost win streak here uh, yeah. is credited to how they're running their offense. But I do think the big concern originally was uh, this offensive coordinator between a judge and Patricia. I mean, this is, you know, kind of a, who, who takes the lead? Is it you? Who's the co-pilot here? And you saw a little frustration with Mac Jones, you know, kind of going back and forth between two uh, after really having a steady OC who's now off with the Raiders. Uh, this whole time. So anyway, I digress. I think the Patriots are, are on this incredible <laughs> streak. Now the question is, well, is it going to be Zappy or is Mac Jones? He could be coming back this week. Is he going to be healthy enough? And who's their go-to quarterback? I don't know that it's going to matter because, you know, last year, was it last year? I'm trying to remember all these things run together. That game at Buffalo where it was windy. Oh, it had to be last year. It was year. last year. Yep. Where they, it was super windy, and they just decided, like, we're not going to throw the football and completely embarrassed the Buffalo Bills. And it showed that Bill Belichick will do whatever it is to win a game. 
And when you look at the strength of the Bears defense, it is in the secondary. They used two first round or two second round picks, I should say, on Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. I I've made this observation on the NFL Fantasy Live show. I'm sticking to it. I'm like, I will not be shocked if Ramadre Stevenson runs the ball 40 times. Because Belichick just doesn't care. And that is the one thing I to me. That is one of the most admirable qualities about him is that he doesn't care. He he has a sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off. He doesn't <laughs> talk. He doesn't smile. But it's just crazy. And it just it just feels like he doesn't care how he wins as long as he wins. No, and he does I think he popped a smile. I think we got him. There was a there, there was some type of we should pull it up if we I gotta go back and find it. But he was smiling after their consecutive win or their third win, uh, or second, I should say. And I think he's just like looking at the roster, looking at all the injured players that he's already, you know, had to go with Lawrence Guy, Myers, et cetera. And he's looking at these guys and they're winning. And it's yeah. like, this is totally not what they planned for in terms of, you know, the direction of how the season is going. When you have injuries, like every team does, I mean, look at the Rams, their O line is, they've gone through 10 different That's players it. right now on their offensive line. I can promise you, Sean McVay was not preparing for that. Uh, but this is the NFL. This is football. Uh, but to your point, Rank, Belichick does not care. He doesn't care yeah. who you – he just cares how you get it done. And that's exactly – I think you you uh, acknowledging the Bills game is the perfect example. I remember watching that, and I just couldn't – it was it was, almost, it was comedy. It was like, yeah. are they really continuing to run? And Ramondre Stevenson just had a breakout game last week. So – and they're going up against, you know, a Bears uh, run defense that really is arguably – I, I, you're going to hate me for this. No, it's not arguably. They're, they're the worst in the league right now. So if I'm the Patriots, I'm running the ball, especially because Bailey Zappi is doing his job. He, you know, I don't think there's, there's only so much trust and experience that someone can prove with someone who just steps in to the role uh, ASAP. But I think if you have a defense like the bears, the secondary is tough though. That's another thing. So yeah. that's going to force the run even more. Um, and if I'm the Bears, you know, I'm wanting Bailey's happy to throw it. No, I would too. I would want to dare whomever it is, even if it's Mac Jones. I think you want to make them beat you through the air. And if that's the way, if that's the way we go down, that's the way that we go down. And, but again, it's a, it's an admiration for what Bill Belichick has done. And, you know, I guess, you know, winning six Super Bowls allows you the credibility to go out there and play the Buffalo Bills on Monday night and do that. I should have remembered because I was doing the Monday night post game show on NFL Network. They ran the ball so much that normally you have a routine. You do the you did the Monday night show for the uh, NFL UK. Yeah, like you have a routine. Like you know how long these games are going. Right. I get ready at seven o'clock. My makeup. You're like everything had to be bumped forward because you're like, oh, this game's going to end early because the Patriots are running and grinding the clock. <laughs> and it was uh, it was kind of amazing. And it's also you know looking back at that because I remember hearing reports that the the quarterbacks were freaking out about the offensive coordinator situation. Some of them had reached out to Josh McDaniels. There was a lot of things going on, and it felt like this team was going to fall apart. But who has been who has been the – like how has, it, how, how has it been buoyed? Has it been Patricia, or is it kind of Belichick out there calling the plays now? Belichick is always going to be the default. Like Belichick's in charge. I mean, he's calling the defensive side. He's calling the offensive side. I'm not in that coaching room. I – you know, I'm just saying this from an outside looking no. in. But he, I mean, Bel Belichick also made it known too that he 
I got the calls. I got this. Like, you know, he is the, he is the, uh, the, or the tree and everyone kind of branches off. Like he is running the show. I think there is more, there's definitely trust, of course, with the OCs. He mm-hmm. wouldn't have anyone on his coaching staff if he, if he didn't trust, just like everyone else. But I do think at first, rank to your point, was there is a big confusing confusing issue between yeah. who's the play caller here. Is it Judge? Is it Patricia? Is it a back and forth thing? Um, and I'm trying to be in the shoes of Patricia and Judge being like, well, okay, you got this one. Like, how do they even work? work through that, right. you know, especially when Mac Jones is kind of the type of player who has been guided by McDaniels to do X, Y, and Z. And now he has two different ears on top of that, Bill Belichick, and you can see the confusion out there. I think they're starting, you know, it'll all be more cohesive and it's starting to look like that, whether it's Jones or, or Zappy. But um, I do think it is, it is Bill Belichick. He is running the show. You know, he's running the show. I mean, it's of course, Bill Belichick. But um, I, I think that's going to take some figuring out to do it between the players, between the offensive group, and we're seeing it. Uh, but who's going to take charge and and how the coaches find their roles and how the players are able to adjust and adapt uh, to that. And in true Patriots fashion, they they cannot call Patricia the offensive coordinator because if they did, then they, <laughs> they would let the, the Lions off the hook. That to me might have been the greatest thing. Like every, like I remember last was it last week? Was it the Lions? No, two weeks ago. Yeah. Where they're playing the Lions, going into that game, and this is from a fantasy perspective. Like everybody, like well, I'll start Jared Goff. Like he's been good. It's the most exciting team. I'm like, you guys are being. I cannot believe I'm hearing this. Like it's Jared Goff. Bill Belichick essentially ruined his career in Los Angeles in that Super Bowl. Exposed him in front of the world. Maybe Sean McVay a little bit too. And then. They sent, got him sent to Detroit where they're playing Matt Patricia, his former, like, stop it. Like, there's no, like, no, I don't know that Goff played for Patricia. I might have to go back, but whatever. Like, this is not going to work out. Like, this is going to be a blowout. Like, why does everybody even think that Detroit's going to be close in this? I thought, I think I might've predicted a close game, but I'm like, <laughs> the Patriots are going to win. Like the Patriots are going to win no matter what. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. And I think it's just one of the things that goes back to the Patriots, but you know, I'm hopeful that you know maybe belichick will throw a bone like you don't need to win every game like when you don't have to you, don't have to, hey, you let your old buddy eberflus get over on you like no nobody's gonna worry about that but let me ask you this uh <laughs> talking about the quarterback situation now i wanted well i'm sorry i wanted to take victory laps about absolutely predicting correctly the uh the lions and patriots outcome from two weeks ago <laughs> but obviously people look back at the history with tom brady surplanted Drew Bledsoe to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. We all know the story. Is there any chance? Because it feels like if Mac Jones is healthy and ready to go, they're going back to him. But there's no way that Bailey Zappi can end up being the guy. They would not bench or keep Mac Jones on the bench. Is that? Is there any? That's, I'm having a hard time figuring this one out. And I'll tell you why. Because look at what Bailey Zappi has been able to do. You take Aaron Rodgers into overtime. Mac Jones has not had a great start to the season. You can blame the OC back and forthness between, you know, the the two. Um, But it it has not been looking pretty at all. So now you have this guy, Brian Hoyer, Axel, goes out. And now I'm just like picture. It's almost like a movie. I'm picturing Bailey's happy, you know, drinking his water, just like, you know, seeing – 
figuring out what time it is. And all of a sudden, you're up, and he just comes right in and takes over and goes, okay, this is Aaron Rodgers, Super MVP. I'll take him into overtime, no problem. Uh, but I I think the loyalty has to be given to Mac Jones in this. I Between Bill Belichick. If I'm Belichick, I'm not really going to believe that. I don't think that he is going to pick Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is healthy, I think Mac Jones is going to start the game. They're going to see how that goes. And does Bailey Zappi get inserted in packages? I think that's possible. And then it's kind of like, is this a Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett kind of thing? You know, does, does Mac Jones take over and then boom, if, if he doesn't play well and you know, this is against the bears defense. And I feel like I'm, I should be guilty every single time I say this on your on your podcast, Adam. But All right, this, it's fine. This is the time, like Mac Jones. If he is healthy enough, there's no excuse why he should not tear up this Bears defense. Wow! Hey! Whoa! Whoa! Hey. In, mainly, we should say in the run game. I should say in the run. The pass game. Yeah. The, the secondary is going to be a problem for Mac. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean, obviously, you know, the the line, etc. But with Rokon Smith, it's it's going to be a problem. But I think that it is going to be Mac Jones. I do expect Bailey Zappi to play, whether it's consistently in packages or moving forward. I'm not. I'm saying that this is not going to be the last time we're seeing Zappi if Mac Jones is healthy. That that's just my take on it. Yeah, because the Patriots are two and zero with him as a starter, which is impressive. His passer rating, not that the passer rating is end all be all, but he's got a passer rating of one eleven point four. Uh, that's the highest among 37 starting yep. quarterbacks with at least 50 pass attempts. Mac Jones down near the bottom with a 76.2. And again, I know, listen, I know you're a kid, but I was alive. I was alive when they benched Drew Bledsoe. It, it was inconceivable. Drew Bledsoe was a, you know, an all a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. He had had a game in Miami where he threw for like 900 yards in one game in an opening at Joe Robbie stadium in a baseball field. And it's all muddy. And I'm sure you've seen highlights of it here and there. And it was unheard of. And even to the point of like during the super bowl, you know, Tom Brady got injured during the AFC championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not a lot of people will remember that or even not a lot of people are. Well, most Patriots fans now weren't Patriots fans. Then that's why I always say too, like with Tom Brady, like I've been a Tom, I've been a Tom Brady fan longer than most people because I actually paid attention when they made their first run to the Super Bowl with him, where a lot of them were like, oh, we're rooting for the Patriots now. Like all of a sudden, Sully <laughs> Sully from Southie was like, oh, we're Patriots fans now. Oh, your family grew up as Giants fans, and all of a sudden you show up. Uh, but in any event, like it was un- it was unconventional. So that's why whenever I hear, you know, and we, listen, we sit here, we watch the NFL now, we see there, we see, uh, we see uh, Tom Pelissero, we see uh, Garofolo and those guys. The other Mike G with the hair. I forget his name. Mike Giardi. G. Giardi, whatever. <laughs> Giardi doesn't care for me because um, I was yelling at him from Hallis Hall one time. But the fact of the matter, I, I'm not convinced that Mac becomes the quarterback. I know they say it, but I'm like, oh, it's a Patriot. It's a, such a Patriot thing. And to me, it's not like a Cooper Rush situation where it's like, okay, stop. Like Dak Prescott proven NFL quarterback. And while I know that Mac Jones went to the Pro Bowl last year, did the worst giddy, worst gritty, listen to me, um, the worst gritty of all time. I don't know. I I, I, I can't. 
they're both. Gaseki. I love it. I that's a whole nother conversation, but I totally support Mike Gasecki and in, in that in that uh, gritty. I, I thought that was amazing. Keep on as going, a, Mike. As a horrible dancer, if you've ever seen me on the hype train or anything like that, you know that I'm a terrible dancer. I still do it. I love to dance. You own Go it. Out there. You just own, you it, own it, right? Okay. That part of it I agree with. Go out there, you own it, you do all that stuff. Um, so that's good. But listen, I'm gonna let you go because you, you're a busy person. <laughs> you're a, a a busy person. Never too and busy. Chris. Never too busy. You're too you're too soft. You're too you're too nice. <laughs> you're too soft. Um, you're great. <laughs> I need a prediction from you though. Let's let's uh, every time we bring on somebody for ranks rivals, uh <laughs> The rivals are 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 four and two against me because everybody picks their own team. I'm two and four, um, mirroring the Bears. Don't ask what I am on Monday Night Football UK. I oh. I now pick the opposite because on on prime time on Monday Night Football I'm I my heart says one thing and what I believe and then I'm always I'm literally defeated. Uh, oh my gosh. So I I'm I'll tell you what I think, but it may go oppositely. All right. Well, then give us a prediction. Give us their score. Then pick the Patriots by all means. I am going to pick the Patriots. I'm going to, but I'm, it's not a blowout game at all. I'm going Patriots. I'm going Patriots in a low scoring game too. I'm going Patriots uh, 20 Bears 17. I just think it's going to be a low scoring. I don't think, I don't, I don't see both teams really finding the end zone a whole lot. Uh, But I do think, Mac, I don't know. We have to see if Mac Jones is healthier enough. But I do think, regardless if it's Jones or if it's Bailey Zappi, I think based off of how they've been trending, it's not going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be this Monday night football game that we just saw. That was right. pretty brutal to watch. Uh, but yeah, I have Patriots. What about you, Rick? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears because, of, of course, course I am. Of course, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. I forget what I I predicted my score to be. I can actually look it up right here. But uh, as I stall now, Bears, Bears, Bears 25, Patriots 24, which seems like way too many points, but whatever. That's I'm expecting – sometimes you got to turn it on its head sometimes. When you're expecting that low-scoring game, both teams can go out there and surprise a number of people. But the no, the, the, there's no surprise that you came in and killed it once again. Why don't we tell everybody where they can follow you on Twitter? Uh, at K I'm underscore Breezy22. Your show is incredible because I honestly forgot my Twitter handle for a sec. I forgot that I have an underscore, so I really appreciate this. (laughs) All right. Well, make sure you're following Kayla. Make sure that you're watching her on the NFL Network. She does great work for us. She's an up-and-coming star. She's going to replace me soon, which is fine. I'm ready for it. Uh, Get me off. I'm done. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And there she goes, the great Kayla Burton. Uh, she's amazing. I'm glad we were able to kind of clear the air with her. And by the way, speaking of the air, we spend 90% of our time indoors and indoor air can be five times dirtier than the air outside. An air pura air purifier can remove tobacco smoke, odors, VOCs, mold, wildfire smoke, chemicals, and viruses from your breathing air. That's right. The kids are back in school. They're bringing in viruses. There's coughing going around. Now, if you use the code 67, you will get 7% off your purchase at www.airpura.com. That's www.airpura.com. Use the code 67 for 7% off your air purifier. We have one in the house and it's amazing. So uh, there you go. By the way, uh, moving forward, 
We uh listen, everybody, we we talked about the picks of the Bears game and the Patriots game. What about picks around the NFL? It is time for sick picks. Sick picks presented by Juice Rio. That's right. Joining us right now is the founder of one of the coolest apps out there right now. Juice Reel gives you the best analytics and insights from the community to help you make the best picks possible. And if you download the Juice Reel app right now, Juice Reel app, go down, pick it up. You can get a great, a great, great wealth of information about where the public is putting their resources. And joining us from Juice Reel is our friend Ricky Gold. Adam, what's going on? Thanks for having me back on. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, loving it. Loving the juice reel. Um, how's everything going? How are you doing? It's been going well. We had it stringing together a couple winning weeks in a row. Instagram followers are happy. Uh, happy Instagram followers. Happy Ricky. <laughs> That's Oh, I love that. And so, you know, last week, I, I, I don't mind bragging a little bit. Now, I go out there. I do the picks for the NFL Network. I do, uh, you know sometimes for entertainment purposes only, but still the thing was I went out there. I had the Falcons because the Falcons are the only, we, we talk about the undefeated Eagles. The Falcons are undefeated to certain segments of the population. So we were on them last week. We picked that upset on NFL network, NFL total access. So that was amazing. But, but Ricky, what do you got for us this week? So I got two picks for you today. Uh, one of them actually, uh, I don't even like it personally, but uh, the, we're a follow the numbers kind of people. But uh, before I tell you the picks, just to, to tell your audience who doesn't know what we do about what we do, Juice Reel is an app where you go, you track your bets, you can connect in any sports book, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, Barstool, bookie website, whatever. All your bets automatically load in. And we use all the information everybody sinks in to figure out what the best people are doing, what the worst people are doing. And when they're on different sides, we go and we follow the winners and fade the losers at the same time. So that's how we get to our picks. Um, what we got today for you is we're taking the Texans plus seven on Sunday uh, over the Raiders. Don't like that pick at all. I'd be taking the Raiders personally, but I'll be on the Texans. Um, we have 77% of our best bettors on the Texans. 68% of our worst on the Raiders, even though it's a pretty 50-50 split uh, on the bets. So we're taking the Texans here. And uh, I'm going to tell Raiders, you this. Uh, the, Texans have been, you know, the Texans have been pretty good this season. I mean, they've been in a lot of close games. Lovey Smith has them playing very well. Um, and they give up a lot of production on the ground. So that means like a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs in this one. But it also means that that game can be closer because I, I don't expect it to get out of hand one way or the other. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I see the Raiders heating up. I see Josh Jacobs doing everything right and the Texans keeping a few too many games closer than they should have been. But, yeah. uh, you know, the, the best betters tend to win, and, and that's what's worked out for us. Yeah, I have on the NFL.com, I have the Raiders winning that one 26-24. So I don't know what that means in the grand scheme. Of everything. I'm just telling you the picks that they made me make for television. <laughs> I'm not giving you any advice one way or the other, but as an NFL analyst who breaks down the games, I have the Raiders winning this one 26-24. That'd be good for the Texans spread, people. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what the spread? Um, and our other pick is in the Bears game. Uh, we see the over 39 and a half 
uh, where a majority of the best betters are, a majority of the worst people are on the under. Uh, I, I think that I like that pick a lot. I think the Bears are, are pulling it together. I've been a huge Darnell Mooney fan for, for far too long, um, and I, I think they're going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, that's been one of the things that I people are overlooking because the so far the product has not the, – the total scores have not shown how well the Bears have been able to move the football. You know, you look at the game against the New York Giants. They had to settle for four field goals. They start converting in the red area. That game is completely different. The Minnesota game was a lot like that. Sometimes when they did that, obviously on Monday night against the Washington or Thursday night, excuse me, against the Washington Commanders, they were moving the ball up and down the field. They got there was an unfortunate interception. There was a fourth and goal that didn't happen. There was the end of the game situation. You're talking about 21 points that were left out there. At worst, you would have expected nine points. So I think that the Bears have been a little bit better offensively. And it it means, I mean, it's interesting that a lot of the public is now looking at the Bears of like, they think they're going to score, or, or, or do they think that New England's just going to win going away? Yeah, we see, we're see we seeing a, just a lot of money on New England regardless, best people, worst people. And yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm always betting the Bears. I've been betting the Bears when they were bad. I'm betting the Bears when they're decent. Uh, so, you know, and I, I don't like betting the Patriots either, even though Tom Brady's taking me for uh, too much money back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird to have those relationships with those teams and those players who have meant so much to you. I know the same thing happens in fantasy football where, you know, you get attached to certain people and you get attached to certain teams. I'm sure that you do the, you do the same thing. So it is fun, though. Um, I, again, when I made my prediction, I just made it with Kayla. Let me make sure I get the score again because I have it. I have 25, 24. So I, again, I'm, I'm with a lot of people where I think this is going to be higher scoring than people are anticipating. And it's also a thing too, that people, you know, they've seen the last couple of primetime games, not just the Monday night games, but the primetime games have been disappointing for all, for a lot outside of the Sunday night game was good, but you know, and so people get into that mode. They're like, nobody can score anymore, but I think we're starting to get to a stretch of the season where, we're going to start seeing more offensive production. And so hopefully that ends up working out well for people. Yeah, I agree. Hope when we go 2-0, and I'll always like to come on a podcast and uh, give out winners. <laughs> well, how can we find you? I know you mentioned the Instagram as a way to find you. How do we find you on Instagram? Yes, you find us on Instagram. We're juice, re- juice underscore real underscore official. That's real, R-E-E-L. Uh, and you, if you have an iPhone, you'd like to be on our iPhone app. That's juice space real and uh, that that's where you'll find all the data on all the games. And it's been working out really well. It's been kind of putting us on the map. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming in and, and sharing this information with us. I find it interesting because I always like to know what people are thinking. I spend too much time in Bears Twitter, and it, it makes me feel terrible about myself. So it's nice to get an outside perspective, kind of seeing what the public's thinking. And if the public thinks that these are going to be high-scoring games or that the Texans with Lovey Smith – who, of course, a lot of us still have affection for, that Lovey Smith is going to have this Texans team very competitive. I always take that information, and I it's well-received on this end. So, uh, Ricky, thank you so much. Thanks a ton for having me. All right. We appreciate you. Uh, there he goes, the great Ricky Gold of Juice Reels. And, by the way, if you want to go and download that app to get all that information, listen, I'm just a man who sits here and talks about football. It's great to just bring in as much information as possible. And I want to talk a little bit more about this Bears game. 
that we have. Because, of course, you know, it's interesting that the public is looking at the the Bears game as being high scoring. Because, again, I think that, you know, they've been better offensively than a lot of people are giving them credit for. And I think, again, like a, a lot of the reaction seems to be like, oh, why do we fire Nagy? Like, who we couldn't. This offense looks completely different compared to what we saw with Matt Nagy. Like, even though we're, you know, we're not scoring points like the way we would love for them to score points, they are still going out there and moving the football. And they were going out there and they're doing things that, you know, were almost unheard of last year. Like, just getting, like, not having as many three and outs. Like, that to me was a huge, huge issue. Now, it's going to be a tough test this week against Bill Belichick, who, of course, has shut down some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's also shut down the quarterbacks who are not playing very well. And Justin Fields right now is learning how to play in this new offense. And it's not – we're not telling tales out of school. But it's not that Justin Fields is alone in that. We've seen Russell Wilson struggle with this offense. Aaron Rodgers is struggling with his protection. If you if you saw that game against the Jets, it did not look very good. Now, if you look at the Patriots' defense, they've been very good. The Patriots' defense has allowed just over seven points per game over their last two contests, both of those wins. They've allowed 15 points or fewer in all three of their wins in 2022. They did allow 28 points in their three losses. Miami got them, Baltimore got them, and, of course, Green Bay Packers in that loss got them. But overall, they're averaging around 20 points per game, but it really depends on the offense. If the offense is good, then they go out there and they allow some points. If the offense is not so good, then, you know, it ends up being a little bit of a different story. So to me, it comes down to the Bears and their execution and that the fact that they use this as a mini bye week to go out there and look at some of the things, what's working, what's not working. Are there going to be changes? You know, I know a lot of the fans are off Sam Mustafer and don't think that he's a good football player. What are the coaches seeing? What do the coaches want to do? Who are the, who's the problem? Are, we, are they going to have Justin Fields get rid of the ball a little bit quicker? I think Justin Fields probably doesn't trust his wide receivers as much as we would like him to. So perhaps we will, uh, you know, see him being a little bit more decisive in finding ways to get the ball into the hands of some of the other guys. Maybe going out there, getting the ball into the hands of Cole Komet, perhaps dumping it off to Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, the hot hand situation. But there's a lot of things going on. It'll be interesting to see how it breaks down. But right now, as tradition, we didn't do this last time because we just blew through it because there was so much going on. But I wanted to make sure that we got our return ticket to the aisle. And, of course, we're talking Fantasy Island. Welcome to our Fantasy Island. Oh, and we are going to be joined today by one of the best in the business. You can see her work on Sports Illustrated, where she works with my old friend, Craig Ellenport, doing a great job for them. And also, if you are a fan of the Sirius XM Channel 87, the fantasy show. Oh, I love, I love Channel 87 on the Sirius XM radio station. If you're not listening to the Sick Podcast, I hope. And by the way, I want a quick reminder. AM 1530 WCKG is the Chicago home of the Sick Podcast every Friday, 2 p.m. Central. You can listen to that, followed immediately by the No Name Pod. But listen, let's let's bring out our guest, though, because she is one of the best. I'm going to get her last name wrong, but I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to be wrong again, but please welcome to the show the great Jennifer 
Piacenti. Close. Close. I knew it. And I, oh. How okay. close was I? It's Piacenti. Piacenti, of course. Yeah. So you just have to like shake your ha- hand a little when you say it. And then it rolls off the tongue. Piacenti. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on with us today. It's a, it's a thrill to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. And I love that. I, I love it. I can't. Wait. I almost, well, I'm, I'm always stuck into a weird thing of like, I was going to send you a note and be like, this is what I want to talk about, but you're a pros bro. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to hold your hand. We can sit here and chop it up. I've got a number of, I've got a number of issues with my own fantasy teams. I'm <laughs> sure you're going through a lot of this. I'll start it right off the top with the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, Anybody who has Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins, or hopefully not Matt Stafford, but if you do, all three of those quarterbacks are on a bye this week. Who are some of the quarterbacks that we should be picking up that we can stream this week to help get us victories? Yeah, my favorite streamer for this week, and I know this sounds disgusting, but it's Matt Ryan. Um, Is it? It is. Believe it or not, he finishes the QB2 last week, you know, nearly 28 fantasy points. And the fact is, He's thrown for 300 more yards and half his starts this year. And one of those was versus the Titans, 356 yards, two touchdowns. You know, this Titans secondary is incredibly generous. So I have no problem streaming him this week. I mean, the problem had been is kind of like allergic to touchdowns. Like, right, yes. you know, he could throw it. But he had three of them last week. Uh, so maybe there is some connection going on there with Michael Pittman finally, maybe with Deion Jackson, maybe with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, we don't really know what's going on there. But Again, as you said, it's not like there's a lot of options out there. You know, other guys you can look at, you know, Jamie Garoppolo actually has a really good matchup. The Chiefs are, They're not good. They're not good good. defensively. (laughs) Which one, it's it's like you said, which one feels less gross? Is it Matt Ryan, but you like Ryan over Garoppolo? I actually do like Matt Ryan over Garoppolo. I I just feel like it's more of a ceiling play. Like it's more of a home run shot. I don't think you're going to get like some massive day from Jimmy Garoppolo, but I do think you'll get a solid floor. So I guess it kind of depends on where you're starting. Like after tonight's game, if you're down a lot of points, maybe you just go for Matt Ryan Ooh. and say, hope he gets a 353 touchdown game and that's it. And know that you're taking a risk because look, Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. And if you don't know what Matt Ryan is at this point, then I'm sorry for yeah. you. Like that That's true. Beggars can't be choosers in a way. Here's here's something. This will be even like more insane. I have Alec Pierce. Should I just do? Should I just stack it? Like, let's just run the stack and hope and pray that the Colts come through. I mean, maybe. I certainly in DFS, he's actually on my DFS list. Is like an incredible value play. Like I know he's still running less than fifty, playing fifty percent. Sorry, playing fifty percent of the snaps, and that's about it. But that being said, we're, again, we're talking about this Tennessee Titans secondary, and as you said, like it could be any guy now. He's finished with, I think, 12 or more fantasy points in the past three weeks. Last week, it was kind of more the touchdown that saved him. But even still, that's a pretty solid floor, and there is a lot of ceiling there. So it just kind of depends on how you like to play, but I'm I'm doing it in a a DFS. Yeah, that's where it it seems to make the most sense. Because in season-long leagues, like you said, a lot of it got overshadowed because he did score the winning touchdown. And then right. people look at the end of the day, they're like, oh my God, like he's great. And you're like, ah, ah, you know, we've been talking about him all week on Fantasy Live. And you're like, yeah, he's good. Like pick he's- him up. But it's, it's still, it's Mike, Michael Pittman's still the guy. Oh, um, what about, this is another one that scares me. I really liked Marcus Mariota initially. Mm-hmm. I've started to cool on him. 
I'm just worried. And especially in a league where let's say you get six points for passing touchdowns, it feels like you cannot go with Marcus Mariota. I'm with you 100%. And I know a lot of people recommended Marcus Mariota. And look, depending on what options you have, maybe he is the best option. But I'm definitely preferring to play Jimmy G. The matchup isn't good for Mariota this week. And as you said, like the passing touchdowns are likely not there anyway. So (laughs) I I don't see it. I'm. It's so funny because, you know, we do these shows. I I do a Monday night show that, listen to me talk about myself. Tuesday morning, they kind of press me into things and you're like, oh, I'm a Marcus Mariota. And then I'm out there pounding the table for Marcus Mariota. And then by Wednesday, I'm like, I want to take that back. Like, I want to go, I want to pivot. I'm, I'm so glad you said Matt Ryan, because we were having that discussion. Like, I, I don't think he's going to throw the ball 50 times, but he's played well against Tennessee. And again, like you said, like it, you're picking a waiver wire quarterback. Like, what are we, what are we doing with our lives? So that's right. You got to take what you got to take. And I love them. I love them for DFS with the, with the stack with Alec Pierce. I have to talk about, and again, these are extremely personal to me, but I love, I love your insight. I want your opinions on this. What about Aaron Jones? There is a, I am so stunned that Aaron Jones has not been playing better this season. Should I have known better? Is there a chance he turns this around at any point? I'm still in on Aaron Jones. Maybe oh, I'm. Thank God. Maybe I'm the wrong person. I need to. No, you're the right person. person. You're but the right person. I have so much Aaron Jones. <laughs> That's why I totally saw him operating as one of the premier receivers for Aaron Rodgers because he seems like a guy Aaron Rodgers can trust. And as we all know, Aaron Rodgers likes his whoobies. He he doesn't oh. like the new guys, you know. Yeah. And they're not getting open. It's true. He's not able to to connect with them. That's why we saw Robert Tanyan have such a good day, right? He had to just dump it off to him, and, and and that was fine. But I think eventually this Green Bay offense has to figure it out. They have to. Yeah. He has to start using them. And I'm just willing to wait it out. I mean, Aaron Jones has had a couple of big games. He had one really huge game. So the potential is there. I think what's really interesting to me is how angry people are getting about A.J. Dillon. People are so upset about AJ Dillon because they were so sure that he was like their ticket to fantasy freedom. Like he was always going to be the number two guy. And so people are, they're just so angry about it. It just cracks me up. You should have drafted him as a number two. And he's kind of giving you the points of like a number two. So AJ Dillon's being AJ Dillon. Now, of course he has upside that we'd like to see. I have a lot of AJ Dillon too, but I don't think you should be disappointed and, AJ Dillon, I understand why you're disappointed in Aaron Jones, but I am not off the Aaron Jones train yet. Not yet. Never. I you won't you won't budge me Love off that him. train. I no no no. I'm still convinced that it's going to turn around, especially starting this week. I think he's going to get going. I had a team. I was so proud of this team. I drafted. I was right there at the turn of Jace. If I wasn't ten, I was nine. Where I was like, I got Aaron Jones. I'm like, or no, Najee and Aaron Jones. Yeah, And then I came back around in the third round. I'm like, oh, you guys let Kyle Pitts fall to me? Okay, this team is – this team is. in fairness to me, I still have Brees Hall and Kenny Walker Jr. on that team, so I'm doing okay. Don't don't worry about me. But Kyle Pitts feels like – I honestly, as much as I don't want to give up on Aaron Jones, I'm not saying you can give up on Kyle Pitts because who else are you going to start? But I don't think it's going to get better than what we saw over last weekend. I'm not super encouraged. And I mean, maybe this goes back to the Marcus Mariota thing too, like just the whole thing. And, and it's it's frustrating because you look and you're like, but they're upsetting teams and they're covering the spread. There should be some value here, but where is right. it? You're not, you're not going There's to get no Tyler one. Algier. I mean, 
until Cordero Patterson is back. I mean, that's the sad thing. We've got this aging hybrid running back wide receiver that that team needs in order for us to have fantasy value. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why they can't figure out what to do with Pitts, but it seems like yeah. they can't. They can't even figure out what to do with Drake London right now. Oh my gosh, they've, they've now, they've found a way to be competitive, to win yeah. games, to upset teams they have no business upsetting, and their leading receiver is Olamande Zacchaeus. Yeah. And their leading rusher is Caleb Huntley. Like, how make this make sense? You can't play that game. And that's the thing. Like, when you get down on yourself, you're like, look, I can't play that game because I can't see the future. You just have to to play, you know, you know, like they like to say on Twitter, my process was right. Just keep Oh my it. God. Yes, my process. The, process. the Kyle Pitt process made a lot of sense. It made a lot of and sense. Made a lot of sense back in August. Now, not so much. I've learned my lesson. I will never do no. that again. But it's also like I wish the NFL could step in and be like, hey, um, we're going to move Kyle Pitts to a different team. If you guys are not going to use this resource, like you got to be like a parent. Like if my children are not using toys or not wearing clothes, I want to give that stuff away. I think the NFL should have some sort of goodwill. We're like, hey, uh, Kyle Pitts is now available. Who wants him? And if they could take DJ Moore as well, I would appreciate both of those players being rehomed into families that love them. Absolutely. Let them let them play and let them be free. I don't know where it was. Oh, selfishly, we're a Bears podcast, so I want them to be a, a member of the Chicago Bears. But I understand that people want them going to high-profile offenses. Let's talk about, uh, with all these teams on a buy, are there any other like waiver-wire gems out there that we can pick up to help us wait? Like, when you think of the receivers who are on bye weeks, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, <laughs> Cooper Cup, how are we living? Like, do you just take the L – or do you try to find somebody in that deep, deep waiver wire? So this is one of the most brutal weeks for wide receivers. And you mentioned it. you got no Cooper Cup. You've got no Justin Jefferson. You've got no A.J. Brown. You don't even have Devonta Smith. There's a couple out there. Um, you, probably the most exciting one is Wandale Robinson because of Ooh. his potential. I mean, he didn't play a lot of slaps, snaps this week, but he's coming back from injury. But even still, he had four targets. He had 37 yards and a touchdown. Assuming he's playing more snaps, the exciting thing about Wondell Robinson is that, believe it or not, the Giants are actually a winning team. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, Daniel Jones has competed, completed more than 70% of his passes the last two weeks. But more that there's just a pathway for him to be a wide receiver one. And it's very rare that on the waiver wire you can kind of midway through – pick up a guy with that potential. Usually you're picking up, oh, this guy looks like the wide receiver two or the wide receiver three, and he's getting work. So Wandell is one. I don't know that it's necessarily going to pay off for you this week, but he's someone yeah. you should keep your eye on. For this week, this is maybe a weird one. I mean, I'm sure people have already talked about Rondell Moore. He's interesting for tomorrow night because even though his average depth of target is really small, there's tons of targets and they can use him in gadget plays and blah, 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 blah. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, believe it or not. Ooh. Yeah, that matchup with uh, that Cleveland has is so, so good. It's the Ravens, right? We know yeah. the Ravens have been. And he actually has an 84.3% snap share on the season, which is the most of all receivers. And he's had four more catches for 50-plus yards in the past three games. So, again, we're, ta- we're talking about throwing a dart, right? I'm not saying – Oh yeah. Jones is going to have a hundred yard game, but I'm saying maybe he can get you a decent floor. The opportunity is there and he's probably available on your waiver wire. I think he's available on like 95% of waiver wires. Oh my gosh. He's got to be a, that is such a great pick. I'm going to go do it right now. I'm going to pull up my <laughs> underdog fantasy app. And by the way, a quick reminder, underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. 
Sign up with the code SICK, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. And I got to tell you, Underdog Fantasy, it helps me out because just having that app on the – and by the way, this is the map of people who are eligible. Sorry, Dave, all of our fans in Las Vegas, oh my God. Louisiana. You're not eligible. But for us in Cal- – I'm in California. I am too. Uh, okay, cool. So, um, oh, we can have – oh, we love uh, the Underdog Fantasy. Can we talk fantasy. about Prop 27? No, okay, all right. We won't. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Vote yes. Um, oh, wait, I don't know if I'm allowed to take a political side, but listen, underdog fantasy is a great way to play fantasy football. If your season, if you started off with a team I just talked about with Aaron Jones, Najee, Kyle Pitts, you want to start over, go to underdogfantasy.com. They'll match it. I, um, you were talking about the Giants. Let me ask you real quick, because I was wondering about this. Wandale, as you said, this week, probably not the best match, even though Jacksonville, you can exploit them. But I think long term, because everybody loves Alec Pierce. But if you had to choose, and I know it's late, and I know these guys are probably gone, I kind of like Robinson more than Alec Pierce for the rest of the way. What do you think? Me too, if I were picking for the rest of the way. Because, again, Pierce is not going to – I don't think Pierce is ever going to be the number one unless there's a major yeah. injury to Michael Pittman. And then, believe it or not, there's still Paris Campbell there. There's still Jonathan Taylor there. There's still Deion Jackson who Deion Jackson running back in Indianapolis. <laughs> so. Oh, don't, don't get me started on Deion Jackson. They called me a clown, Jennifer. Because I recommended him, and you know how oh. Twitter is. Oh, We're I like, picked him up and, and crushed yeah. last week. Yeah, we were talking about it, like, and everybody's like, "You're so irresponsible." Because we were <laughs> talking about it two weeks ago when JT originally went down. People are so funny, and then the people who hated on—I'm sure when you mentioned it, people hated on you. Those people disappear. We never see them again, and they they go into the wind. Um, speaking of running backs, you see, I, I think we have time for this. I want to know James Robinson. How concerned should I be? I made a trade earlier this year for James Robinson. Now I'm starting to regret it. Can he bounce back? So the I'm going to say yes. I, you know, I love James Robinson. I have him on a few. And if you look at how it's broken down the last few weeks, even last week, he had 12 carries. Travis Etienne had 10. Now, Etienne mm. was more productive, and he, and he is looking really good. But we're talking about Doug Peterson. Peterson likes to use a committee and on any week it could be James Robinson that has, you know, breaks off the big run. I, I, again, I don't think we're going to see it as strong of a start to stay because I think Travis Etienne is here to stay again. Um, but I'm not down on James Robinson. I mean, let's just continue our undrafted free agent thing here. I love Deion Jackson. I love James Robinson. And, um, so I'm, I'm still starting him most weeks too. I know he's more of a flex play now, but look, what else are you doing at running back? Like, like there's a lot of options. Like, yeah, it's a crappy position. Let's be real. Like, I, no, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Cause I, I hope that for a lot of people, uh, again, this is all selfish to me. I have an, uh, in a league where I have Nick Chubb as my number one running back. And it's like, I can afford to have James Robinson kind Absolutely. of scuffle along and have some big picks. So I think people get too caught up. Like you can't have, like most people don't have two number ones on their team. And sometimes you got to have those those uh, those number twos, but you listen. You're you're a number one. You should be. You're a you're a must start. You're a must listen. Tell everybody where they can follow you on Twitter. Now you have a podcast too. Right? I know you have. You're a, you're on Sirius. But yeah. You also have a podcast. I do. I have a podcast. It's called Waiver Wired. It's on the Extra Points Podcast Network, and it's Omaha Productions, Peyton Manning's company. Um, yeah, I know. So fancy. Uh, it's myself and Eddie Murphy, and it, I just Eddie Murphy. To- yeah, not not the Eddie Murphy, but that. no, no, no. We know Eddie Murphy of the NFL, formerly of the NFL Media Group. <laughs> yes. Um. So we talk once a week on Tuesdays. We kind of cover more waiver wire on that 
podcasts and yeah, just other silly stuff. So you can catch that. You can find that uh, on wherever you find your podcast. You can find me at Sports Illustrated. I do fantasy and betting. Yes, a lot of wagering. And you can find me on Series XM Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern time doing the game day start and sits with Michael Fabiana. So awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a valuable resource. It's a great show. You do a great job on all that stuff. I got to download the pod, though. I got to get in on that with you and Eddie Murphy. So thank you so much for being here. We appreciate (laughs) you you joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks. All right. There she goes. The great Jenny P. I'm not going to butcher her name, but listen, anybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And uh, it was a great time. And you know what, Sammy? Why don't you just go ahead and play us out? And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.